0: my gosh, I can't even believe that we're doing this right now. And we're just finishing up doing a panel um that you so graciously hosted and moderated, the Minds Foundation. And that was, wow, that was so fun to be the only American. Well, I guess Raghu was in America, but to be the only proper white girl <laughs> 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 is what I really was. I was out of the loop. It um, was just so incredible. And I i mean, I have so many questions about getting back to your life, but how did mm-hmm. you get involved with Minds Foundation? I just wanted to start off on that because that was, it's so fresh and new what we just did.
1: <laughs> I think I stumbled upon Raghu online and I want to say, maybe I, I stumbled upon him before the lockdown. And I think after the lockdown, one has just constantly been online. And um, because I saw that he was doing some work, I think, with um, with Punacha and with uh, with Gabriella, I don't right. recall, but I just know that there was some association there. And then I started seeing the work that he's doing. And I realized that he's doing stuff in India as well. And I was like, hold on a second. Um, how did I not know about this? So right. um, that's how I stumbled upon him. I mean, it's just one of those chance encounters. And then it's... It just turned into something else. So, uh, and did you
0: have you ever actually physically met in India? No, this is all virtual.
1: Yes. Um, lovely, well, lovely. that's
0: so incredible that you have met just virtually and obviously we have met just virtually and I think that it's so fantastic that we are in the day and age where we can do this because never in a million years did I think that I'd be doing interviews all the way to India. I think that this is just absolutely mind-blowing and just...
1: I know and it's so exciting. My, I, I would never have imagined being on your show. Are you kidding me? Oh. Like seriously... <laughs> like seriously.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Well, the funniest thing was is, so you had listened to the podcast with Raghu, the the opening for season two, we were Mm -hmm. talking about mental health. We were talking about specifically suicide prevention awareness Mm -hmm. week. Um, Mm -hmm. And you had reached out and Raghu goes, oh my gosh you won't even believe who posted this. And I was like, who is this? Who's this Nina? Like who's Nina Claire?" And he's like, no, no, no. You have no idea. This is Barbara Walters of India. And oh I was like, oh my
1: God, that's so generous what? of him. Oh, good Lord. No, no, no. He's like, he's he's gone over the top.
0: No, and it was the cutest thing. And I was like, do you think she'd come on the show? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure. Why don't you just ask her? And so I, re- I just, reached out and I was like, if you ever want to come on the show, please come along. And he wrote me yesterday and he's like, wait, she's actually coming on your show? This is so <laughs> crazy. I'm like, is it? I don't know. I'm just trying to hang out with my new friend.
1: Oh, I'm yeah. But I'm, I'm so grateful to Raghu for being so generous and sort of recommending me as well. But um, I'm excited to be here. I am so excited to
0: be here. So please tell me everything. You come from a complete, well, kind of an all over the place background, you are a Mm. woman of many talents. Your transition that you've been going through right now Mm -hmm. is the mental health field. And this is Mm -hmm. quite new, even though you've been suffering with your own sort of um, mental health anxiety and stress Mm -hmm. and everything Mm -hmm. that you've been going through. Mm -hmm. But you went from being completely in the business world and I can only assume, I don't, I don't know anything about India, so I'm not going to just like act like I do, but I'm sure that, that even just as long as it, we're talking about the States, I'm, I'm talking about my mom specifically who was in the business world, there
1: mm-hmm. weren't a lot
0: of women that were in that business.
1: Um, you know something, I think I hit business world like a tsunami because I was just all emotions, like anything would happen and I would, I would weep. And then I think, I remember the first time I had this meltdown because somebody was obnoxious to me and I'm quite a diva. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just, it's how I, I (laughs) love that. I'm a diva too. You gotta be. (laughs) So somebody's really nasty to me. I think in the first two or three months and obnoxious and I started crying. I I was crying. I went to my, uh, my ex-colleagues cabin, I remember, and I started crying. And then the owner and the boss who owns business world, okay, he came in and he's really funny. He gave me a box of tissues. He's like, please don't cry. It costs a lot of money. Don't cry. Don't cry. No. But I think they got, yeah, and, and then they got used to the, uh, they got used to me being so emotional. And um, I was lucky because I'll tell you something, um, Alessandra, most people will not talk about the fact that they're disturbed. They'll go to the washroom. They'll, mm. they'll cry. They'll weep their eyes out and wipe their noses and go back to their desks yep. because they're afraid right. of being judged. Because if you're, if you're um, If you're looked upon as somebody who's a drama queen, somebody who cries, who's not you know they they form their own perceptions. I mean, but the good thing was I was great at my job, and um, and I was in a position I, I mean I hate to sound um entitled, but the thing is that my life didn't depend on this job, and I often wonder that I was privileged enough to go into my workplace and say, "I'm having a bad day, you know deal with it. And my, yeah. yeah, And my colleagues were like, okay, fine. And I was like, kind of like whatever. Um, but they got used to me and, um, and I don't know if we spoke about this. Um, no, we haven't about the the, the fact of having a superpower because sometimes I feel that my anxiety as riddling as it is, is my superpower because it makes me work so freaking hard because I want to do so well. I'm afraid of, you know, I have all these million thoughts about what could possibly go wrong. And the end product, I've got to say, um, like I told you, I don't have a cookie cutter resume, but what I've created yeah. is, is epic for me right. and, and right. for what I managed to do for the magazine. So I'm right. very proud of myself, you know, despite all the, you know, the issues that I've had and, and continue to have. Um, somehow, um, they come in the way sometimes, but what I've, I've realized is it's so important for me to be kind to myself because guess what? When shit hits the fan and I'm in the toilet, that's okay because when I come back, mm. I'm equal to 10 other people hmm
0: So you were very open about it. And I think it's just to relate to you in it for a moment. I think I feel the exact same way. I'm an emotional basket case and I will cry (laughs) at the drop of a hat, but I know that feeling of whether I'm going into an audition or I'm on set and someone's mean to me and it's hiding that emotion. And you either go to the washroom to go cry about it. Mm -hmm. um, Or I like to go to my car and say that, Oh, I, I just forgot something in the car. And then wiping those tears, pulling your shit together and yeah. going back in there and trying to be as strong as possible. And I, I think that that's very true for, for men and women, right? We we both have emotions and we both have to be strong. But I think as we're seeing politically in 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 our world right now is a woman has to be even stronger and Absolutely. even more on top of her game because if you're not, you're going to say, oh, It must be that time of the month and she's emotional. Oh, she's hormonal. Oh, she must've just had a baby. Oh, women are weak. So it's that fine balance of how do you stay emotional? How do you stay in touch with yourself so you're not just masking this problem over and over and over, which just adds more and more anxiety and more and more stress and being able to be true to yourself without being looked at as weak. And I, I guess my other question is, you know, I asked Raghu this, but with, with India and, and since he hasn't lived there and you are obviously immersed mm-hmm. in the culture, right? This is your, your life. What is mental health? Is it acknowledged in India? Is it something where it looks upon as weak beyond just, beyond just you being a female in the business world? What mm-hmm. is the general grand scheme idea of, of India with mental health?
1: So um, I'd say there there are three categories. One is, um, I don't know if you're aware of the caste system in India. The, no, the, the I, I know nothing. Okay. Yeah. So the caste system is that, oh my God, that's a long story. But basically where you're divided into like the upper caste, the, the middle class and the lower class. Um, okay. Uh, so like here, right? So, but, but it's more like not class, so to speak, it's like a caste. So basically when, when mm. people look at you, it's like, okay, fine. Um, you fall into a certain segment of society and then there. There are different references to that. It, it basically, it's like a clan. It's like clans. Mm. So okay. you could be from a lower clan, but you've kind of, you know, sort of educated yourself and you've gotten out of it. But, um, but to, to to answer your question, I would say that um, if you're if you're from the poor classes, mental health does not exist. It's you're mm. mad. You're mad. You have been possessed by a spirit. So we have to wow. come and do some voodoo on you come and take some peacock feathers and beat the crap out of you. And it happens. People are chained to the floor. Even today, people are chained to the floor. They're chained in rooms. Yes, of course, that happens. And and sometimes I would say, even in the middle classes or the lower middle class, I'd say that people are, are, um, it's not acknowledged. What is mental health? To be able to talk about mental health, you have to be privileged. Now, because of COVID, like I was talking earlier in our panel, that the bane and the boon of COVID, right? So the bane has been that we're all going bonkers because we're sitting at home and we're online 24 by 7 and we can't connect the way we used to. But the boon is that we're talking so much more about mental health and it's becoming more affordable because there's that much more demand um, and people are, are doing more sessions online. But that is for the privileged. To be mm-hmm. able to afford um, you know, mental health, first to be able to talk about it and then to be able to afford it is a whole different story. So, and um, why is
0: it... I, I understand how you know people who are um who can't afford the luxuries of therapy and all this stuff and trust me i've been in places in my life where i can't afford therapy i my medication was you know 600 700 a month and i'm just it just sickens me inside that this isn't readily available for for Other people, right, with disorders who really truly need this medicine, but what is it that? Why? Where is the separation? I guess between the lower and middle class, where it's all right if you're middle class. Is it just education? Is it just?
1: I think it's it's firstly education, and again, when I say middle class, I actually mean upper middle class. Again, because you're, Mm. and even in that, I have to tell you, Alessandra. even if you talk about it, um, people aren't going to accept it very easily. Because for me, my friends who are well-educated, they, they're from Harvard, they're from Yale, they're from Princeton, they're from NYU. And they'd be like, Nina, just learn to wake up in the morning. Just beat it. Just beat it. Wake up in the morning. Yeah. If you start a routine, you feel much better. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I, I can't wake up in the morning. Yeah, And, and, and that's why I'm so happy we're recording at this time because I'm nocturnal. I flourish. I flourish post 2 PM.
0: So even
1: tomorrow, even tomorrow when I'm, I'm, I'm part of a panel, I requested them because they said, you know, can you do 12 o'clock? And I said, because things have been bad for me the last couple of months, you know, and I'm not able to, to to sort of cope with my, with my challenges as well as I'd like to. And I'm, but I'm doing my best.
0: Well, and I think that there's been so many issues going on with COVID where mental health is Kind of being thrown in people's faces, being like, "We cannot ignore this, right? This mm-hmm. is a this is something that's that's real." Um, mm-hmm. But just because it's real, and just because it's being put in front of faces, excuse me, in front of minds, it it doesn't mean that people want to accept that change still. So what scares me about Covid, which scares me about the isolation, is the people that are being faced with these issues are faced with their fears, basically, and not knowing how to handle that or not having the proper tools to to help out their problems. It's creating a really dangerous society where suicide has never been higher. There's something like I, I'm blanking. It's either six hundred or eight hundred percent up. Something absolutely fucking out of control. Um, And so that's what's also nerve wracking is being able to normalize it and allow people, even if they don't speak up on it, know that they're not alone. And I feel a lot of people as well are stuck with families, right? Especially younger kids or people who can't afford their own places are moving back into their parents' house. And if they have completely different views, in general, let alone mental health, how are they able to open up and they're constantly hearing, oh, that's bullshit. Oh, that's not real. Like, oh, they just buck up, grow some balls, man up.
1: You know, yeah. How are people supposed to even survive this? They don't, right? So many people don't because they can't handle the pressure. And it's, and it's, it's very sad. But the reality is that I think, uh, I, apart from what you've spoken about, I think the fact that there's so much domestic violence that's gone up because you're, you're, oh, you're cooped yes. up with your partner and who was already abusive towards you. Um, and now you're cooped up and you can't step out. There's in fact a very fabulous movie made, um, a short film made in India a couple of months ago. I'll definitely email it to you. It was fabulous. It's just, you know, it, it's heart-wrenching. But the fact of the matter is like you're saying man up, grow some balls. Um, so many times people say that you're just, you're weak. Mm-hmm. You're weak. Become stronger. Right. Like, dude, right. If my mind does not collaborate with me at times, I can't help it.
0: Right, right. Now, what I think is so fascinating is this whole mental health world is quite new to you. And you are so, you you are very similar to me where once you set your mind to something, I know you give it a thousand million percent of your time, of your energy, of your focus. Um, But what made you really have that switch?
1: So i tell you, when I joined Business World, I was hired to start the well-being platform. So I kind of broke the ceiling when I joined Business World. They had nothing soft out there. It was all hardcore business, education, hotelier. They had a couple of different brands. So when and I what came, made
0: them want to, to bring well-being on?
1: I think he's a very sharp man. And uh, despite the fact that he's my ex-boss, I still I, I respect the fact that he's very astute. Um, right. And he met me, Alessandra. I don't have a cookie cutter resume, but he met me and this is what he asked me. He said to me, so what do you like? And I'm thinking to myself, like, what what does he mean? What do you like? So I said, okay, fine. He said, be absolutely honest. And I'm really gullible and naive like that. So I said to him, (laughs) well, I, so, so I said to him, I like the finer things of life. So Mm -hmm. he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, I love spas. I love luxury. I love the four seasons, wherever I can go. Um, I love luxury period. And then he said to me, so he said, would you like to start? And he just throws it at me, like without even asking me about my education or anything. He says to me, would you like to start the wellness and luxury platform at Business World? Would you like to be the editorial lead for that? And I'm like, uh, like, and and so I met him at seven. I think we wrapped up our meeting around 7.45 p.m. I came home and at 10 o'clock, he, he messaged me and I called my friend who introduced us. I said, dude, this is damn shady. 10 o'clock at night. No. He's like, <laughs> so. So so he said, no, 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 he's a very busy guy. He's eccentric. So if he's, he's messaging you, he wants to offer you something. And that was it. And so for me, I, I, I've always had mental health issues, but to be able to bring it to business world was what kind of, um, what gave me a lot of power, I have to say. I mean, I have to give a credit where it's due. The fact that I found an outlet for my voice to be mm-hmm. able to be the voice for the voiceless, because Alessandra, when I started, The head of the, and I have to tell you this, so one of our partners was uh, uh, the Healthy Indian Project, which is um, founded by a friend of mine and my ex-colleague Sudipta, who's like one of my mentors. So he was heading digital and then I would bombard him because I'm so bloody passionate about whatever I do. So I would keep writing articles about mental health and I would get every single person from the domain to write. And then he used to keep Mm -hmm. telling me, Nina, like, why do you do this? Like, this, this is a rich man's disease. And I love the fact, Alessandra, that I could convert him because he quit that business and he started the Healthy Indian Project from being a hardcore engineer, digital head of business wow. world. He started wow. this. Because, so, I mean, and I, I love him to bits. The fact that, and, and I love the fact that I was able to influence him. Right, right. Because he initially used to it's a rich man's disease.
0: Well, and isn't it funny how, even just one person whose mind could be changed changed excuse me or enlightened when that happens and it really really gets inside the mind to see someone grow with that and use their voice and create such a huge you know platform for others, it just shows that you don't think that one thing matters, but one little thing can matter because that person can take it and get another person to be on board, and then it becomes this whole like pyramid scheme of mental health and love um, but it's amazing you know so I, I think that's so fantastic, and what does his organization specifically do in the mental health world
1: so it's all about healthcare right, and so now hmm. he's just about launched and he got um I think he got a grant from America and he was up there with the Washington post. So he's one of the wow. people who's gotten. Yeah. So, um, I mean, kudos to him. So a lot of stuff and he just started out on mental health as well, but it's, it's a beginning. My point being that somebody who was hardcore, no, it's a rich man's disease to I'm starting a business to do with healthcare. And I'm right. And I understand now today that mental health is an issue. It right. warmed my heart so much. I mean, yeah. And he's been a major support to me. So,
0: yeah. Well, you know what else I was going to ask you? Because I mean, what, what, there's not, I, I'm, I'm not a newsreader, so I'm not trying to sound very smart here, <laughs> um, but I do, you know, get alerts once in a while. And whenever um, there's an alert of, you know, someone dying by suicide or um, overdose or anything like that. And recently, I don't know why, Maybe you can answer this. I've been getting a lot of news alerts that people in India, famous Bollywood actors, are dying by suicide. Is this something that's talked about when this happens? Is this quite common? Is there, I know on the panel that we talked about, one of the questions you asked me was the stress of being an actor. Um, did that affect my mental health? Now, I must assume, even though my answer was not particularly. Um, I must assume that in India, it, it, it must affect, not even just because people are famous, but because mental health is not a prevalent conversation.
1: Absolutely. And you've hit the nail on the head. That's, just, that, that's the actual issue because at least in Hollywood, people will say, so Catherine Cedda Jones will say, you know, I have an issue. You know, right. you She's will bipolar, say, you right. have, yeah. So you would say you have an issue. In India, there have been very few voices. So like we were talking that Raghu had tried to partner, I think initially with Deepika Padukone, who's one of the biggest ambassadors of mental health in the country. She was actually, I would say, she is the forerunner for, for India when it comes to mental health, because she has been talking about wow. her own issues. And, um, and now she's being trolled for it. Wow. I mean, three. I think she's, she started her organization about three years ago, three and a half years ago. And um, it's specifically to do with mental health, so it's called the Live Love Laugh Foundation, and um, she's doing a lot of work in mental health and specifically um, awareness drives and education and I mean the works, mm-hmm. and um, and it I think it takes a lot of guts to put yourself out there and then and then subject yourself to knowing that there will be trolls and that now people have put her under the scanner because after this this Bollywood suicide that happened. Um, uh, There's just been a massive witch hunt about which actors do drugs. And it's kind of like, yes, yes, yes. A full on witch hunt has happened right now that which actors, which actresses have been having drugs. Their phones have been, uh, have been, their their WhatsApp messages have been hacked. So there's been like an entire parading of Bollywood uh, one at a time, you know, that you, and it starts, I mean, from, from cocaine to weed to, I mean, the works, they're under the scanner right now. Uh, but the point is, we now know that he, he had mental health issues. Even his family right. has agreed to the fact that he had mental health issues. His sisters, his lawyers have all said it. Because before people were like, no, no, no. His girlfriend killed him. His girlfriend <gasps> sabotaged him. What was his she- name again? Sushant Singh Rajput. Right, right. So, um, so then she was put behind bars. She was in judicial custody. What? And imagine your boyfriend has died. Um, and, and you're, you're, you're going through, um, the system to, to sort of justify that you haven't done anything that, you know, it was just, it was a relationship. And then she's accused of abetting, of, of, of killing him, of medicating him. So it was horrible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been horrible. It's been horrible. And I mean, I'm, I, because of my anxiety, Alessandra. I haven't even commented on on social media. I've been terrified because I was actually doing a live with a friend of mine who's a director of this very famous um, uh, organization called Sanjeevni Mental Health Society, which does a lot of work for people in mental health. And and they were, I think, one of the forerunners, again, when it came to doing free sessions. So imagine your husband is beating the crap out of you and you have nowhere to go. You call this number. And I remember I'm getting goosebumps right now. Um, I remember her telling me, she's like, Nins, our phone cannot ring more than thrice. You have to jump, fly, and pick it up because there's a person calling. It's a crisis helpline. Yeah. So we were doing a live together, I think last month, last month. Um, and, and she was like, you know, do you want to talk about SSR? And I was like, dude, I'm going to get trolled. I'm terrified. Right. So I was very ginger around the topic. But um, the reality is that he could not talk about the fact that he had mental health issues. And even after, you know, it came out that he did, there's so many people who are saying he probably didn't. And this whole sort of, you know, um, what's the conspiracy theory that his girlfriend did it. So is you she know? out of jail? Yes.
0: Yeah. So that's the whole thing, right? Here's someone who's a complete idol to so many people, a male on top of that, right, who even more so can't be in quote-unquote weak, right? Mm-hmm. And they're making all these excuses, which is such bullshit, Yeah. just because they don't want to admit that someone needed help.
1: Yes, that's so unfortunate.
0: I mean, would they say that if he had cancer? Would they say that if he had another type of illness? Would they have said that if he died by COVID? I mean, no. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. And is it, is it specifically the government that's trying to cover this stuff up?
1: No, I wouldn't say it's the government. This is, it's a witch hunt, right? It's, it's sort of um, sensationalizing the news. It's people trying to buy TRP. Um, to to raise their their ratings, it's what's just TRP? The don't ask me what TRP is. It's like the <laughs> it's the ratings, basically. It's oh, the ratings. okay. Oh, oh, I got it. Right, 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 yeah. right.
0: Okay. Yes, you know? yes, yes. We have yeah. that. Right, we're right.
1: Yeah, I mean right. when it comes to such stuff, but yeah. So I know that yeah, so basically to increase the ratings for your sensational your sensationalizing right. news, right? For magazines,
0: and, for television shows, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. and
1: screaming, and she killed him,
0: and she drugged him. Do you ever get nervous that you're so involved in mental health? Do you ever get nervous doing these panels, doing these lives, being so open about it? If it's such a, a, a witch hunt and stigma.
1: Um, I, I mean, for me, it's the same thing again. I'd say um, the position I'm at in my life. I mean, as as shallow, as you know, privileged as it sounds. I mean, I'm, I'm in a position where I don't give a rat's ass what you think of me. You're not paying right. my bills. Um, but yes, I have anxiety. I have anxiety of judgment, mm-hmm. most definitely. I'm afraid that somebody will think that, um, you know, Gia's mom is bonkers or Gia's mom wants attention. Um, right. I have very dear friends, Alessandra who say, why did you post that? Why did you post that? I'm like, what, why did you post what you did that you've been so unwell all this time and your mind has been like this. And I'm like, you know, um, I posted it because I felt like it. <gasps> so are you mad? Like, I didn't get attention. Like, you know, so that that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of the judgment. I'm afraid of people saying, am I trying to get attention? Mm-hmm. Um, am, am I weak? Am I bonkers? Right. Am I unreliable? Because I was once told, and you have to hear this, I was told that if you talk about mental health and you post it on LinkedIn, God forbid, that is equivalent to professional suicide.
0: Wow. I mean, isn't that so sad? I mean, that's really just really it's really unbelievable to me that in this day and age with everything that's going on, that people just can't be open, that they can't be open. And I understand if you personally, right. And I, I like to emphasize. excuse me. I like to emphasize this all the time to people. If you are not ready to open up about your mental health and you don't want to start that conversation and you're nervous and you don't have your thoughts completely together, please don't don't feel that the world is pushing you, that we're like, we're going to judge you if you don't say that you have X, Y, and Z wrong with you. But just sit, listen, understand, take the information in, and when you're ready, just know that your one story can change someone else's life. And so, for people to say that it's career suicide for you to put on that you are in the mental health field, I mean that's just disgusting, and that has to change. And that's the same way I still feel like in the states it's like that. I feel like it's not just India, and I feel like when you, you know, I'm very blessed where I have family that is accepting of me and and has this, Um, but it's looked upon by people who are one degree separation away as weak. Mm -hmm. And I even have family members who are bipolar and they're afraid to even talk about it. They're afraid to admit it. They don't want to speak about it. And so I think that what you're doing is so brave, especially in a country that you're in with a society that you're in, of speaking your truth and going, I am thankful that I am privileged enough to not have to worry about losing my job over this and being the voice for the voiceless. I I I think it's so honorable. I just wanted that was I a did. whole spiel Aww, to get to you. how incredible I think the the work that you are doing is. And thank and you. after doing that panel and meeting all those fabulous people that were <laughs> were part of it, it seems like you have such a great community of um, friends and you know new friends that have the same passion as you do with mental health.
1: I'm lucky. I'm, I'm blessed. And, and, and I want to say that, you know, with, with mental health um, awareness on the rise, there's so much content out there um, that sometimes I find myself being in this space, uh, wanting to advocate and I do it. Um, but sometimes I get um, overwhelmed and it mm-hmm. disturbs me because sometimes I think, Oh, do I feel like ending my life? Like I have those thoughts, which I wonder if I if I wasn't in this space, like I asked Raghu and I asked uh, Priyanka yesterday, if you recall, that does your profession sometimes get in the way of your own mm-hmm. mental health? And if you would ask me that question, sometimes I feel, oh, good Lord, you know, but I have to keep plowing through because God damn it, I have a voice and my voice mm-hmm. is powerful. And I told you that when we spoke a couple of days ago, that I've, I discovered my voice very late in life and I want to use it. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. How is it, uh, you're, you have a beautiful daughter and yes. what is your recommendation to other parents out there or even just family members in general who have a younger generation and the younger voice? Mm-hmm. Are you open about your own mental health? Oh with her?
1: yeah, you bet. Sometimes I feel that I'm a bit too open with her. I'd be like, I'm not having a good day today. I'm not feeling very great today. I'm kind of sad today. But um, I'm very blessed. She goes to one of the top three schools in the country. So they are very attuned, um, you know, with mental health. They believe in counselors. They believe in naming your feelings. So mm. I think uh, talking about, so going to the counselor at school is not looked upon as like, oh, you're a weakling. It's looked at, looked at like, it's it's a part of life. And it's okay if you walk into those two doors in junior school or senior school, it's fine. So again, right. my daughter has the privilege um, of, of also availing of help if she ever needs to. And um, yes, I do talk to her about my own mental health. Sometimes I think it's to her detriment because she's just about to turn 13. But um, we're naming feelings here and it's important. At least you know, you gain the vocabulary. I think for whether you're a, 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 you know, a child or an adult, I think the vocabulary is so important.
0: I think it's so important. And I'm still guilty of not knowing that vocabulary and learning every single day and, you know, taking um, the words that others use to really understand of naming the emotion, naming the feeling, naming the condition um, you know, I learn more about bipolar disorder every single day that I didn't know about, and I'm someone that's living with it. You know, Ooh. but I think that the education of mental health is very important and to destigmatize it because it does start with the younger generation. And you know, even though I'm only 33 years old, this was something I thought you 28 ever talked about.
1: I thought you, you know? were 28. <laughs> no, I'll ta- I will take it. I will say I'm 28.
0: <laughs> I am 28 again. But, you know, even in my generation, that was something that was not talked about. And my mother was a very open person with emotions and, and I was as well. But in school, it was never talked about. In life, it was never talked about. It wasn't acknowledged that someone was, you know, going through something. And I even know that my grandparents' generation and even my mom's generation, kids were still... um being thrown into mental hospitals and getting lobotomies done and, mm-hmm. you know, being told that they were crazy and out of control and schizophrenic and all these things. And it's like, nothing was done. Right. So we're living in a new generation and it's so important for us to teach the children. And we talked about that in the panel of the most important thing that we can do for a child right now is teach them emotions and and, and put a name to the feeling. I think that that's the most important thing that we can all do right now to create the next generation, to be open-minded, evolved, advanced, um, and all that. Uh, what is the next, the next step in, in your world right now? What is the, the thing that you are looking forward to most?
1: You know, I kind of had a, um, a setback health-wise the last two months. Um, So what I'm doing right now is I'm working very actively on my business plan. Mm. So I'm looking to have a bunch of conscious conversations. I'm looking to do a bunch of events. Um, And that's where I'm at right now, because I feel now I've never felt so empowered in my life because Mm. I've seen the power of connection and community. And I think it's so important for me to build on the community that I've created over the past few years and Mm. have conscious conversations. And you mentioned the word stories. And I think the power of stories is so, so strong. And that's what I want to bring on my platform as well. Important voices. When you share your story, um, I think it empowers so many more people to relate to what you're going through and not suffer in silence.
0: And you're such an, an incredible interviewer and you do such an amazing job on all of these panels on keeping it together. I mean, I don't think that I could be able to handle that many people at once and, and, and coordinate it all. Okay. But you really, you, you come up with incredible questions that are thoughtful, that are heartfelt and that are truth. Um, and I think if you just continue this and be the voice to help bring out, um, the voice of the voiceless and speak for the voiceless. I think that that's so important. So um, I'm going to ask you our final question. Um, All right. What is your emotional support?
1: What is my emotional support? Um, Oh my God, that is a difficult one. (laughs) I mean, I have to say, it's, it's not it's meant my family. to be. It can be anything. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, no. For me, I think it's it's my mom. It's still oh. my mom. It's still my yeah. mom. Yeah, it's still my mom. You're so close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a strong woman, yeah. and she rules with an iron fist. But no, she's rock solid. She's rock solid. So um, at seventy-seven, and knock on wood, going strong. Um, yeah. So when shit she's hits the fan. <laughs> Yeah. So she's my, she's my support. And I have to share with you, um, that Gia, my daughter, she is wise beyond her years. So sometimes I'll ask her and she's a player. So I'll ask her, you in the situation, if you were in this situation, what would you do? And she tells me, and I'm just like, you know,
0: I'm telling you, it doesn't matter your age story and advice can come from any generation. And it's so important. (laughs) <laughs> oh well thank you so much I really appreciate you coming all the way from India and I can't wait to finally meet you soon and give a proper hug and um, come and, and and join you and, and see what I can bring to India
1: <laughs> I can't wait for you to come here and give you a tight hug as well yes okay thank you
0: so much